Brandon Johnson looks like he's on the phone line now, right, Producer Pete? Okay. Commissioner Johnson, you're on WGN Radio. Thanks for joining us today. How are you? You're certainly welcome. How are you? Welcome back, and congratulations. Hey, thank you very much. I'm very humbled by all of this. I've heard that you said that, and I thought you probably are. Who wouldn't be? And yet, were you worried when you were at various points in the campaign? Did you think, ah, I can't, I can't get over the hump? You were in that second tier of candidates with Willie Wilson for a lot of the campaign. Did you ever have doubts that you were going to finish in the top two? You know, I did not. Uh, uh, honestly, I didn't. You know, I'm, I was very clear that the city of Chicago was prepared for a better, stronger, safer city. And our message has been moving about throughout every single section of the city of Chicago. And um, again, I am very grateful and humbled by it. And, you know, I fully expect that the people of Chicago are going to coalesce around my candidacy. And I'm looking forward to leading this city. The Chicago Take Today with Brandon Johnson is sponsored by HaggertyAutoGroup.com. Have you reached out to any of the other candidates and asked for their support or endorsement? Well, I mean, I've reached out, and we're having conversations. I mean, I think as the the, the, the week uh, continues, we'll be able to have more substantive dialogue around, you know, uh, the, the vision that um, that those individuals have had for the, you know, the last you know, several weeks, as they've discussed. And so I think it's going to take a little bit of time to, to make sure that um, the, the ideas that they have brought to, to this conversation um, are, are aligned and attached with, you know, our overall goal. And our overall goal, of course, is to have, you know, economic security throughout the city of Chicago, good-paying jobs. We want, we want to attract, obviously, businesses to the city. And we want people to feel proud um, and safe living in the city of Chicago. It's still a beautiful place. Um, we have so much potential, but it's a matter of a, a matter of us coming together. And so those conversations have been actually quite fruitful. So I'm, I'm you know, I'm very much optimistic about our ability to bring people uh, together in this moment. A lot of us have been saying that we think it's going to get ugly now. I think that everybody was talking about crime, but I don't think there were that many slings and arrows in the debate, maybe because there were so many candidates. I think the first round of this process was was not vicious. And I think some of us are thinking that now it's going to get ugly. Um, What's your take on how the campaign is going to change going forward? Well, I don't I don't believe it has to to get ugly. You know, I mean, I've said this repeatedly. Um, I'm always going to tell people the truth. Um, I was raised that way. You know, you all know that my father was a pastor. My grandfather was a pastor. And so I'm, I'm definitely tethered to my faith. It's important to me, my wife, as we raise our three children. Um, and, you know, in some instances, when you tell the truth about folks, um, you know, people, you know, might find that to be a little hard to digest. But I believe that truth telling is actually quite liberating. Well, what's, and the, that's truth the, whole point about, of all what's of the truth about Paul Vallis that you want us to know? Well, I mean, I think the first thing is this, like, look, in the 90s, we know he was in charge of, of, of budgeting, and um, he made uh, financial decisions and budgeting decisions that have had consequences over the course of the last 25-plus years. Um, you know, these were decisions that were made when I was in high school, and so the structural deficit that we are bearing through right now is the direct result of, of, of his failure. Um, and he didn't just do that here in Chicago. I mean, he was... Uh, ran out of the city of Philadelphia, um, you know, privatized two-thirds of the school district and, um, after Hurricane Katrina, you know, his own words um, after President 
Barack Obama became president of the United States, he said that he was, you know, identified more as a Republican. Uh, when we talk about women's reproductive rights and the ability to make decisions for their own bodies, he said he's fundamentally opposed to that. I mean, it, this is this is not just me telling it. These are his words. Right. And so I have a very much different you know, worldview. And that's why I put forth a budget plan that eliminates the debt that he caused. We do that in my first term. We make critical investments and we do it without placing that burden on working. Are people. you going to do way, that in part by taxing the rich? Well, I'll say it like this. You know, President Biden said that a teacher and a firefighter should not pay the same tax rate as a billionaire. The city of Chicago agrees with that. Over 70 percent of the city of Chicago said that we have to have a fair tax structure that takes the burden off of working people and middle class families that are struggling every single day to live in the city of Chicago. The fact that we have 65,000 plus people in this city who are unhoused, many of them are students. And I know what that's like because I taught in our Chicago public schools. And when children don't have a place to lay their head and they're hungry, it's very difficult. So what's the number? How do you define rich? How do you define rich, Commissioner? Who's is it a million dollars? I mean, well, that's that's something that, you know, that we should negotiate. Right. Because there is some um, some uh, objectivity that we should bring to this conversation. When we were organizing the progressive income tax um, as an entire state, when the city of Chicago, 71 percent, I believe, was the exact number. Um, that voted for for a fair tax structure. Um, I believe it was, you know that the rates that the governor set um, were two fifty to four fifty, right? Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, to four hundred fifty thousand dollars. Now that was the tax rate that was negotiated at that time. So if, if I'm a person is, is making, am, if a person's making two hundred fifty thousand dollars or more a year in Chicago, would you propose taxing them additionally on their income? What I am committed to doing is making sure that we're making critical investments. And if there are ways in which we can generate that revenue and other people have ideas, they should bring them to the table. The bottom line is this. If we keep doing what we're doing, we're not going to have a better, stronger, safer Chicago. Everyone is saying that they want schools that are fully funded. People want a reliable yep. transportation. Money's system. got to come people from somewhere. People want health care. But I think they're saying, and it can't come from property taxes, though, because that is what's driving people out of the city of Chicago okay. is public safety and the fact that we continue to tax working people like families like mine. I think two things that are going to dog you, and Vallis will be happy to remind people of this, are the vagueness of that. I mean, who's going to get taxed in a city that, in a state that feels a pretty hefty tax burden as it is, and businesses or rich people are saying, I'm going to leave if you're going to tax me more. What's the number? How's that going to work? And the other thing well, you have um, to yeah, answer yeah. to, if respond to this other part is, as you wish, is defund the police. What does that mean to you? And what would that mean to us? Yeah, let me just say this, this last point, though. Everywhere Paul Vallis has been in charge of finances, he has failed and has been fired. I've passed multi-billion dollar budgets on the county board without raising property taxes. We made critical investments and businesses did not leave. You know, so this notion that somehow that his math is better than mine, it's just wrong. In fact, his math is so bad that even when he came to Chicago State working under a Republican governor, he was dismissed from that job. He's not good at it. But what does you know, defund the police? How, what does defund the police mean to you, Brandon? Here's what my public safety plan has said, that we're going to promote 200 more detectives. We're going to spend money to do that. This is what rank and file members have called for within law enforcement. We're going to spend money to actually... Um, with all expediency, implement the consent decree. We've conservatively estimated that that's going to cost $50 million to do that. So my, my public safety plan is a spending plan. Let me just say this, though. We have to look at all of these budgets. There are three or four different graphic designers on the police department. 
Now look, I mean, no shade, but but shouldn't the taxpayers like understand like how does you know <laughs> graphic designers how do they keep us safer? You, you know what I'm saying? Why are we asking police officers to show up to 911 calls that are mental health crises? That's just not good. I mean, yeah. Look, I've come from the rank and file members. We're asking police officers to do too much. And so what my public safety plan has, has articulated, that it also means that we have to hire uh, people on the front lines who can respond to what ultimately 40% of the 911 calls are, the mental health crises. We have to double the amount of young people that we hire. We can do that today. There's a direct correlation between youth employment and violence reduction. Well, I'm sure Listen, there the is. The city of Chicago gets to invest in young people. I've sat in our classrooms. I've taught. I'm raising three children on the, in, on the west side of Chicago, my wife and I. And when Paul Vallis talks about hiring 1,000 more cops, he's lying. We're, you can't find 1,000 more people to do anything right now, and it takes two years to become a police officer in Chicago. The city of Chicago can't wait two years for public safety. We need public safety now. My plan gets at the root causes, but we deal with the immediate crisis, and that's what I bring to this conversation. Brandon, we are out of time now. I'm, 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 I'm so glad that you were on with Lisa yesterday. I'm so glad you've come yeah. up with us a few times. I hope we can continue to have conversations like this. Um, I have one last question, and it's about a shocking revelation on your Wikipedia page. It says Here you were... we go. <laughs> <laughs> what does it say? says you were born in 1976 or 1977. It says that literally. So, sir, <laughs> sir, what is your birthday? You're on the record. 1976 is the greatest year of all time, baby. <laughs> yeah, so I am proudly a part of the Generation X, the greatest generation of all time. And uh, I thought you were going to ask me something like Cubs versus Sox or or, or something like that. So thank you for giving me that softball. I appreciate that. Oh, don't worry. That, those questions are coming. Those questions are coming, Brandon. Thank After you for, I'm sworn in as there, <laughs> you can ask the real hard questions. Then question. you'll answer that question. Uh, congratulations again. We'll talk again another day. All right. Be well. We have uh, reached out consistently to uh, Paul Vallis, and as soon as he can make himself available, we'll give him the same time.